Hi, everybody. It's Pete Waltz from Employment Matters. Today's a special day. It's Tuesday on the Employment Matters podcast. Today, we're going to get a chance to find out what it's like to do business in Hungary. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Esther Bohati, a senior associate at Serha Hempel. Esther, how are you today? They're fine, and I hope that everybody else is fine as well. I'm happy to be here and share with you some information related to the Hungarian business opportunities. Great. Let's just go over some of the general overviews of the jurisdiction. Tell us about the Hungarian economy, maybe some demographics, key industries. Fill us in on that if you would. Well, let's start with some basic information related to Hungary. I think that everybody knows that Hungary is a landlocked country located in Central Eastern Europe and borders a lot of other countries in Europe. Its capital is Budapest and uh, Hungary has a population of approximately 10 million the official language is Hungarian and the official currency is the Hungarian forint. Although the country had to face an inevitable economic downturn caused by COVID-19, the economy is projected to recover strongly in the second half of 2021. Well, that's fantastic, Esther. I have been to Budapest. What a lovely city. And certainly as a tourist, I, I learned a lot about the culture and the art and the architecture. Everything was fantastic. But let's talk about business over there. What are the key industries in Hungary? Let me refer to your first sentences, Peter. It's good to hear that you love our country. What about the industry? Let's start with some impressive numbers because the industrial sector generates around 25% of the Hungarian GDP. What I also wanted to share with you, the main sectors of the Hungarian industry, the most important ones, these are the electronics, the ICT sector, the pharmaceutical industry, and the automotive sector. The automotive industry is one of the most important manufacturing area in Hungary, which generates about 20% of Hungary's total exports. Some of the largest operations are related to the Mercedes brand and Audi. Hungary's pharmaceutical industry is to be considered as an integral part of the national economy as well. It is estimated that the value of products and services produced by the industry per employee was around 65 million Hungarian forint in 29. Just imagine a high number. Among industrial sectors, the electronics is one of the largest as well. Just to mention a few of the top electronic manufacturing service providers having presence in Hungary are Flextronics or Zoner. The ICT sector is a high one as well, and amongst the sectors creating the highest added value. This sector covers, among others, telecommunications and IT assets are outsourcing, software and hardware production as well. And the sector accounts for 10% of the total Hungarian GDP. These are, I think, really impressive and high numbers. Yes, they certainly are. And I'm impressed to hear that there's so much going on over there. You know, I don't think of automobiles coming from Hungary here in the US because we have so much manufacturing happening here, but that is impressive. So when I did visit Hungary, I, I certainly spent a lot of time as a tourist, but let's talk about the business and let's more specifically talk about employment. What are the key structural issues to address when employing locally in Hungary? Are there works councils or unions? Fill us in on that, if you would, Esther. Well, compared with other European countries, there, unfortunately, there are no affirmative or EEOC-type regulations, such as quotas based on gender or ethnicity in Hungary. However, there are two main types of employee representation, trade unions, local trade unions, and works councils. Work councils are entire employee bodies, which must be set up in a company or any part of the company 
operating independently with more than 50 employees. In companies or workplaces with 15 to 50 employees, a shop steward may be elected instead of a works council. I also have to note that establishing a works council is not an obligation, but an opportunity to the employees. And the employers are required to grant the possibility to the employees to do so. When it comes to material questions, however, regarding work or working conditions, in practice, works councils have rather little influence and limited rights. Trade unions have broader rights than works councils. For example, they can conclude collective agreements with employers. Such collective agreements give flexibility to the parties since derogations from the Hungarian Labour Code are allowed. But due to the low level of union density in Hungary, the relevance of trade unions is markedly lower than in other EU member states. So let's talk about business climate. And again, depending on the country you're in, it could either be pro-business or pro-employee. But what's your sense of the business climate in Hungary? Pro-business or pro-employee? Well, if we take a look on the foreign capital in Hungary, it's relatively high. And it also means that we can also state that overall, the regulatory system is favorable for businesses. And employment law is also tending to be rather employer friendly. So that sounds pretty good. Let's talk about some of the cross-border opportunities in Hungary. And I know you border a lot of other countries. Let's talk about immigration in and out and other types of business border issues or other things that are important when you're traveling and doing business in Hungary. Since Hungary is a member of the European Union, as well as part of the Schengen Treaty, different rules and conditions apply to EU and European economic area nationals and non-EU nationals. Uh, The free movement of people is one of the four fundamental freedoms of the EU, and therefore no work permit or other visa is required for employees coming from other EU member states, which makes much more easier for them to come and work in Hungary. However, it's important to note that employers still have to notify such movements within the EU as well. The situation is more complicated, but not at all hopelessly so for employees arriving from third countries. They usually need work permit and residence permit as well at the same time to be able to stay and work in Hungary. However, different rules apply based on the underlying employment and other conditions as well. So there could be exceptional rules as well. That's fantastic. Thanks for the update, Esther. I know I enjoyed my visit to Budapest and look forward to coming back and for those listening in on doing business there. If you'd like to connect with Esther, you can find her bio by clicking on her name in the podcast. Please visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from our online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.